Baruch Hashem, it is day number 240 of our daily study of Ramam Sefer Mitzvahs, and in the three chapters a day of Mishnah Torah, we are continuing in Hilchas Mikvois, Laws of Mikvah, which as I believe I've mentioned, is the last section of laws in the book of Tahara of Ritual Purity. In the three chapters a day, we are studying chapters five, six, and seven of those laws, and our mitzvah today is a repeat. There's one mitzvah that is pertinent here in the laws of mikvahs, and that is positive commandment 109, the mitzvah to immerse in a mikvah. And as I mentioned yesterday, it's a mitzvah that if you want to become ritually pure, this is how you have to do it. Meaning, if a person doesn't want to attain ritual purity, as long as he refrains from anything that you're not allowed to do while impure, then that's his, uh, that's his prerogative. So I want, I want to add another piece of uh, information here. Um, one of the aspects of immersion is that it has to be total immersion. You have to be completely under the water all at once with nothing intervening. So what that means is, um, practically speaking, there's a concept called chetzitza, which is an interposition, something that gets in between the person and the water. So one, one has to be very careful about that. Like classic example, uh, you were kneading dough and now you have uh, dough dried to your hands, right? Um, and also there's the idea of being completely immersed all at once. So for instance, um, you know, you have one finger even poking up that's not immersed with you all at once, so then it's not a valid immersion. Now, where are these laws relevant today in a very practical way? Because, as I've mentioned many times, unfortunately, the laws of ritual purity and impurity aren't really so relevant today because most of it has to do with mitzvahs related to the Beis Amikdash, to the Holy Temple. Where it's very relevant, however, on a practical level is with the laws of nida. And we've mentioned that term, that word nida before. That's the halachic status of a woman who has menstruated until she regains ritual purity through what mechanism? Mikvah, going to a mikvah. So when a woman immerses after her menstrual period in order to regain uh, ritual purity, it's not so simple. It's not just jump in the water. There is a mikvah attendant, which is, is a, a woman who supervises, who makes sure that, for instance, if the woman has long hair, so it could be that her hair is sort of floating up above on top of the water. It's not completely immersed with her. So she has to make sure that she completely gets down into the water so she's completely covered by the water. Also, there's the preparations before immersion to make sure that Classic example, it's very relevant, she doesn't have nail polish on, or there's no knots in her hair, that there's nothing that's going to cause any interruption between her and the water. So that's a very practical application of this concept that uh, is practiced nowadays, and it's good to have a little bit of practical application when we're, we're in the book of Tahara. Okay, we're going to continue with this mitzvah for another couple of days. And uh, then we'll get excited, get excited, because we're going to be, with God's help, we're going to be concluding 
the whole uh, Sefer Tata, the book of ritual purity, and we're going to be starting a new book of the 14 books of Mishnah Torah. Okay, we'll see you again for more, God willing, tomorrow.